Hello everybody, what's up? My name is Carl Markowski and you are listening to the Playing On Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Charm City Paintball, the head game master uh, Mike down there in Florida. He is pumping out some sweet headgear. He's making some stuff right now for Rocky and uh, him and I are in a collab doing some of the, uh, the pack bands. Him and I are also in uh, in works trying to get a headband out, uh, trying to f- figure out some kind of design or pattern or something like that. But uh, but you can find Mike over on Facebook as well as Instagram. He has all kinds of patterns and uh, and styles. He does everything himself, and it, it's all the the thicker um, kind of canvas fabric that I think is is super durable and. He makes all his headgear as well. The uh, like the mesh style. He has some white white uh, sandanas and everything that are out that are that are really slick. So make sure you check him out. It's uh, Charm City Paintball uh, on Facebook as well as Instagram. And we are also brought to you by Carbon Paintball, who I wear the base layers. It's the base layer top and base layer bottom. It's an integrated uh, padding as well as compression fit. Um, under, oh, what would you call them? Like, I guess you call them base layer. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I don't wear anything else. Uh, I just wear that. It's, it's very thick, dense foam, but it's thin, uh, and it's a nice slim profile. I really like this stuff. They also have packs. They have pods, uh, thermal changing pods that will actually change color as the pods heat up. So you know when to uh, switch them out. They have gloves. They have an SC line as well as a CC line. So you kind of have that choice of uh, of you know spending a little bit more money and getting a little bit better better quality, or you can get the uh, kind of the, the the in to the carbon world, which is the uh, the CC line. So if you guys have any questions at all, shoot me an email, Carl at carbon carbonpaintball.com and also all of the playing on podcast listeners you guys will get 10% off of your entire order by using the promo code capital T-P-O-P and uh, if you use your that promo code at checkout you will get 10% off your entire order but make sure you guys check out carbonpaintball.com and um, you can see all the goodies over there and we are also brought to you by Planet Eclipse the makers of the new CS2 uh, the LV 1.5, uh, as well as the very slick Etha. I don't even know if they're pushing it as like a high-end mechanical marker. The the Etha, uh, the Emac. I don't know. I don't think they are. But it's more of a more of the GMAC side that's being pushed. But that Etha, man, I'm telling you, ask your local field to see if you can uh, if you can shoot one. I I think they shoot awesome, and I had so much fun shooting that thing. But um, but Planet makes all kinds of great stuff as as well as uh, as markers. They make some soft goods, and uh, it's just a just a great company. Worked with them for a very 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 long time, and uh, have have nothing but great things to say about the company. And they definitely take care of their players as well as teams. So uh, thank you to all of our sponsors. Uh, this podcast is with Rocky Canute, and I have been pronouncing his name wrong ever since I started playing paintball and um but yeah it, it was it was cool to hear his story and and where the uh where the Naughty Dogs came from and kind of how he started playing and his style of play I feel like and his uh mentality I I 
I'm familiar with. And uh, I think that kind of winning mentality and, and how he views the game. It was cool to hear how he views the game, too, because he could, took kind of a, a few-year hiatus, and uh, he's, he's coming back into it. But um, but it was it was awesome talking to him. And I apologize for the audio. We were having some some uh, Internet issues. So at some points, uh, and of course, some major points of what he was talking about, it, the, uh, the Internet decided to just cut it out completely. So at some points, it might be a little choppy. Bear with us. I apologize. Anyway, here is the podcast with Rocky. So it is... Rocky Knuth. Yes. I've been yep. saying it wrong this entire time. What would you been saying? Knuth or Newt? No, I've been saying Newth. Like, Newth. The, like oh. the K is silent. Yeah. Yeah, it's Knuth. Knuth actually is the is how Knuth. we pronounce it. Knuth. I've been yeah. fu- I'm sorry. I apologize. The I've been, H- I've been yeah, fucking up for years. The H is, yeah, the <laughs> H is silent. <laughs> what's the what's the origin of, of the name? Well I was well, so the origin is German, but so like I was adopted by Knuth. So really, that's yeah. So yeah, yep. But the origin is German. I'm not German, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd say more um, like uh, New Zealandish. I think you'd Actually, be yeah, close. Samoan and Filipino. That's, so that was my second guess. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man, for for doing this. Yep. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been excited. So. I, I appreciate the background too. I like. I like. Yeah, the you like that. You yeah. like that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the headband, by the way. It's awesome. Wore it this last weekend. So, dude, he makes some yep. good shit. Like, like not just. He does man. Like, I'm not a big fan of like the the sublimation where everything's like crazy prints and this like that's like on kind of a slippery like yep. silky feel. I like the old school canvas. Old, absolutely. Fabric. Yeah. Imagine if we would have kept all that old school stuff that we had. I mean, right. at our old paintball field, we literally had a Sandana booth. Like we had like a mannequin head and all those head wraps and everything, just a ton of them. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, <laughs> I wish we would have kept those. It's it's ridiculous. It 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 almost makes me like sad about it because not not mad because now like oh I wish I had all this to sell, but it's like it's like it's headgear. It's not like. It's it's a it's a twenty five what back then a twenty five dollar headband or something like that yeah. even even if that and now you know everybody's I, I think Bruno sold one of his sandanas for like eight hundred bucks or something like that. Damn, I know Corey was pimping those things last year for I mean he was turning those suckers over pretty good. Like the sandanas, he had the ghost ones, and I ended up buying like a red. Uh, skull flying skulls one from them. Yeah, and I rock that every once in a while. But I'm gonna move to these. Uh, I'm gonna rock this uh, tiger stripe, and then um, the charm guy's gonna send me like he made me a pretty cool one. So send that to me, I think. Oh yeah. Uh, I yeah. wonder. I wonder if the Sandana guy, because I don't know anything about really the, the company or anything like that. I wonder since the the flying skulls is such a popular uh, pattern and design. I'm wondering if. <laughs> like this is just in my head. I wonder if that was like his least favorite, like his least favorite, and one of his friends was like, "Dude, no, just just give it a try." He goes, "No, I really don't like it. Like it's it kind of sucks. Like I don't really don't want to <laughs> yeah. do it." But then like he pushed him into it, and it's like became all popular and everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, I 
I, I, I actually, our first Naughty Dog outfit was the full Sandana um, skulls, top and bottom. And I really didn't care for the skulls. I'm not really into skulls or anything like that. But it was just like it was camo, and we played in the woods. And yeah. So our first, well, I actually still have the the top, and um, I've seen like some of the other ones with these crazy colors, like the watermelon. And I remember like the purples, and those are the ones that are worth a ridiculous amount of money. And I remember like back in the day, like like the i don't want to say like the main players didn't wear those colors they wore the you know the green or the, the there was like a tan one too or, a, or a brown one. yeah or they didn't stuff, wear like yeah. yeah the earthy stuff they didn't wear those bright watermelon or the purple or anything like that and now mm-hmm. i guess those are the i guess those are the ones the kids are called ag now or whatever that word is but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i never i never got that word either i've yeah. i've had you know what a lot of a lot of my friends they always throw around the the uh, the term toy all the time because I think it was in a in the Greg Hastings game, like randomly as you're playing, like a player I guess would be like get out toy or something like that, and then they just started calling everybody toy around here. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, crazy crazy friends. I love them though. But um, yeah, let's get let's kind of get into uh, into your beginnings. Did you grow up in? Uh, it's Oregon, not Oregon. Oregon. Yes, it's Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. yeah, I learned that when I lived up in uh, in Washington. It got straightened out right away. I didn't know you lived in what you lived up in Washington. I lived in uh, in Tacoma. Huh? Did you play paintball up there? Yeah. So the story I was gonna try out for you guys way back in the day. I remember that. I actually remember all that. Yeah. yeah. I, and uh, I because I was moving. Uh, up to Tacoma from Ohio because a uh, a friend of mine um, was let's see uh, Casebolt Jason Casebolt he was managing like a multi million dollar facility that indoor um, thrill zone it was an it was an indoor paintball field along with a um, a skate park an arcade uh, you guys practiced there um, one time and Cagnoni was up there. And I, th- I don't know if he did a clinic or if it was just a practice, but it was an indoor facility. You guys were shooting your freestyles back then. I think it was it was around oh four oh five. I want to say. Oh yeah, I I, I, rem- I kind of remember that, but I actually remember you wanting. I was like, yeah, we want him because he's fast. I remember that, like, because we had McCluskey at the time. And I'm like, you know, two of the fastest guys in the league, be unstoppable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember because I was talking to B Dub and I was like, I was like, hey, you know, as this little this kid, I'm like, can you guys watch me play or something? Kind of want to try out or, I don't even know how I how I found him and approached him about it, but um, yeah, but he, I knew Thomas Taylor was from, but I, I God, yeah, you were from here. I, it was probably huh. for about about almost a year. I lived up there. Do you miss it? You like, oh, dude, it was it was beautiful up there. The weather here is awesome, man. Like, I don't know how you guys do it over there. Like, I when I worked for Smart Parts, I'd fly over to Pennsylvania. I was just like, it's either hot or freezing, and I'd be like, I, there's no way I'd move in one here. week. In that yeah. week, we'll have those yeah. ridiculous. So, when did you work for uh, when did you work for Smart Parts? <sighs> I think it was oh six, oh seven, and. 08 or maybe it was 07 08 i worked for them about two and a half years when 
they went out of business. Like I was working on, um, I was one of the design engineers, so I would work on different projects. Like you know, I worked on the Lux project. Uh, oh really? Some yeah, some of the 50 cal stuff at the end. Um, yeah. So yep. Why didn't you? Uh, why didn't you you stick around with them when they turned into DLX? Well, so I was sitting there one day, and everything was going good, you know. And I get this call from Billy, and he goes. Like, you know, you know, if you, oh, cool. what are we done with? He goes, we're done. And I'm like, we're done. I'm on the phone with him. I'm like, we're done. I mean, what do you mean we're done? And he goes, the bank locked the doors. We're done. Oh, jeez. So the company's done. And I'm just like, uh, and then he hung up and I'm sitting there just going, I don't have a job. And then I don't have a team sponsorship. Like, cause remember we went all in with those guys. Yeah. So like I really was working for him, quit a really good job to work for them and then ended up uh they went filed bankruptcy or whatever bank foreclosed on them and then like literally that's when i had this like that's why you guys seen me just completely disappear from paintball i was just like done right yeah. i just you know i think we tried to do the doc thing and then i stepped out and then like my brother and some of the other my mom and them tried to continue to run the team for a couple tournaments but just didn't have the funding yeah. So yeah. So that's what kind of made me disappear from the sport of paintball. I didn't even look back, man. I just restarted my life and just, you know, went on and then you know, came back about a year, almost two years ago now. Pretty close to two years. About it'll be two years in August. So. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say it's still fairly recent. Uh, your return. Yeah. Yeah. My DJ was like, you know, when he was in, my son was in, um, going into high school. He was, you know, football star stud, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Let's focus on football. Paintball will be there after. And he had a really good high school career. Went and played college ball. Had a good college ball. You know, played pretty good college ball. And then ended up getting a pretty bad concussion. So he ended up just finishing. And then that year he moved back home. He was down in California. And then, like, literally the first couple weeks he was home was, you know, was like, Dad, remember what you promised me? I'm like, what? He goes, play paintball. And I'm like, (laughs) are you serious? And he's like, yeah. So... I went out and played one weekend. I hadn't touched a paintball from when I quit back in, I don't remember what it was, 09, 10, whatever it was, 10. Yeah. And literally have played almost every weekend since. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got a bat again. You know, like the one thing that I'm, I'm having a lot of fun right now, like a ton of fun. I'm working, you know, we're working hard, man. We're, we got our old facility open back up. My brother-in-law actually opened up our old training facility. So, like, we got that going full tilt. You know, we just bought a brand new X-Ball field for it. Um, you know, it's it's just like we're just going full tilt. You know, we're training hard for it. We're doing drills during the week. We're playing on the weekends. So yeah. running pretty hard. So, Hell, man. Yeah, that, that's what you, you have to do that now. It's not like it was back in the day where you could, you know, you know practice here and there. Not, I mean, I, I think teams back then practiced a, a halfway decent amount. But I think now people are taking it so serious and you have to be so dialed in every single time that you step on the field especially at tournaments that it's just it, it's no joke uh you know anymore there's there's yeah. legit talent absolutely you know i mean the one thing is what i have right now like i'm just going to use the northwest dogs i got a bunch of young guys that were ex college athletes or ex athletes mm-hmm. and you know they're just they can run they can jump they can move they want to train hard they're hungry they're mentally tough they just don't have experience yet and that's what we're i'm trying to do with them right now you know we're literally you know like 
I would say 75% of my guys work out at my facility, at my gym. And then nice. we literally, like my son and one of the guys live together, you know, and, you know, one of the other guys is literally probably 30 minutes from my field or from our field and 20 minutes from my town. So like, you know, four of, four of us are all doing stuff together as much as we can, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I didn't even have that with the dogs, you know, I mean, I, we had a lot of guys that were local, right. but not like that, you know, a lot of the guys, you know, would practice on the, we, 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 that's the one thing about the dogs. We were, I'm a practice guy. Like I, I'm one of those guys that like my mind works to where, um, I, I can't beat you with talent, but I'll beat you with work ethic. That makes sense. Like, oh, like I might not have always the talented players, but I'll have the guys that want to work and want to put it in, put the grind in and just want to play all the time. And, and that's the way my mind works. Like me personally, like I can't, like I don't miss workout days. I don't miss training days. I'm just wired that way, you know? Yeah. And then, it's just, you know, I hate losing. I guess I hate losing more than I hate sleeping in and, you know, not eating what I want to eat and doing cardio. And so, yeah, yeah. Try to instill that in my guys. Now, is this something that you've always done and that you've, you've, your mindset has been since you uh, were a kid? Always. Yep. Yep. Through sports. And then when I started playing paintball, yeah, always. Oh, constantly, yeah. So, when you were younger, what sports were you involved in before uh, before uh, football, wrestling, football and wrestling mostly? So, yeah. I see you're wearing a, a contract killer or a CK Fight Life uh, jujitsu oh, yeah, shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, do you Chris. have you uh, have I you did, dabbled yeah, I did in a little jiu-jitsu? bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not. Um, it's been a few years. It's been actually a while, but um, yeah. Little small circle stuff. Yeah. Not necessarily like the stuff you guys are learning now, just because it's a lot more of it now is 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 geared towards the MMA. You know, mm-hmm. like the small circle stuff is made to like self defense and break joints and break you know fingers and yeah. arms and shoulders and whatever it is you can get a hold of. You know, mm-hmm. so so it's a little bit different, but yeah, yep. Yeah, it's, it's something that um, I've actually had to pause right now, uh, along with. Uh, along with uh, paintball it's because of my uh, my knee injury but i when i started doing jiu-jitsu it's something that was one of, it's one of the first sports um that is a you know it's you and that and that's it and you have you yeah. are the one that is responsible for you if you fuck up uh you're the one paying the price for it and that's the way wrestling is like yeah. wrestling you you can't make any excuses you can't say anything the guy you can't say the guy didn't block for you the guy didn't give me a good pass it's all about you it's just one-on-one on the mat same concept yep yeah and i it really really honed in when uh when i started doing it. i was like man this is this is this is what i've wanted to do and experience is something like this to where uh i'm being challenged not that paintball or or team sport isn't uh isn't challenging but it's a different challenge you know, and, yeah, you got to rely on them. You got to make sure that they're doing their part as far as they're shooting their lanes. They're, you know, yeah. they're watching your back or whatever it may be. And are, are they working as hard as you are? Yeah, absolutely. It's aggravating. It's, it's a belief in them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely yep. frustrating. Absolutely, it's frustrating. Yep. <clears throat> because, you know, you can have whether, you know, related to any sport, even let's relate it to, to paintball. You can have four guys doing their jobs amazing. And if that one guy drops the ball, it could open up a window to a run through or something like that. I mean, yep, you got to have, absolutely. I, I think that's why a lot of those teams now, um, and, and I, we don't have to get into this right now. Cause we, I still want to hear your story, um, you know, from yeah. the beginning, but I think that's why now a lot of the teams who are at the top and remaining at the top are because those players have, are playing so much paintball 
and so frequently playing paintball and put in these these all these different situations they're all making the right decisions because i think yeah. they're they're just playing so much you know and and i think that is where um you know teams like aftershock and, and a few different teams are are at a big disadvantage because we don't get we don't get the weather like they do and we don't get no. we're not able That's to get together as much as they do yeah like uh i don't want to get too far on the tangent of what's going on now with like what i've seen coming back but like we'll get into it (laughs) yeah just a quick example i was watching i literally watched almost all of Prague. like i literally just took you know like just you know there was a different time zone so i could come home and watch it without you know having to watch it live and i didn't i stayed off social media so i wasn't seeing who was winning because i really was i'm you know i'm a fan right and the, the one thing that i'll tell you is i think the european guys are closing the gap because I think they work harder than us. I think they drill. I think they do more fundamental stuff. The only thing they don't have yet is time, right? Mm-hmm. Experience, right? Like I always, people when, when you know, I'm, I'm not a big, I, I don't really talk about paintball as much on the outside unless it's in my community, right? Because it's yep. really hard to explain to them what, I mean, you know, you're a pro, like, you know, you're in an airport, you paintball, ping pong? No, paintball, we shoot each other, you know, but, <laughs> but for, for me, it's like I the the sport energy systems wise, I think it matches like an MMA uh, or a football, you know, football stylish because it's it's high intensity, it's intervals. Mm-hmm. But mentally, the game to me is more like baseball. And I'm not a baseball guy by no means, but but like if every guy that could throw a ball, you know, 90 miles an hour and hit a ball out of the park could go make millions he would but it's the the the, the base the, the sport of baseball is re, it requires just time in the sport so you're not thinking about if you get you know you you know if the bases are loaded or there's first and third or whatever it may be like it's all instinctive to those guys right because they've been playing since they were kids all the way through right paintball's the same way i mean i got these guys right now that fundamentally are ridiculous these guys have you know they're 19 20 21 years old 22 years old guys that can jump out of the gym have massive reflexes you get to gunfights with them they're just phenomenal but they don't have experience yet. So they don't know what to do in certain situations where like guys that like, you know, that like I'll use myself, they've been playing for years. I don't think, you know, like when you're in a, when something happens, it just, you just go, right? Because we've been there a million times. And mm-hmm. and that's the difference I think is, is when the Europeans, they're gonna be tough to beat, you know? And, and, and I'm talking about like some of the top European teams, you know, like the, you know, some of those cats off of uh, the Kings, those tall, those tall dudes, mm-hmm. you know, like I, those guys will be superstars in a few years. You know, they can fold up like lawn chairs and they're, you know, they can see over all the bunkers. They're massively <laughs> athletic, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, like you just see it, you know, and, and, and in my job, like, you know, I'm a strength coach and I, I have a couple of gyms and I actually work for a college too. It's like, you know, when you see fundamentals and you see fundamental, I mean, I work with D1 athletes. I work from, I mean, just tons of athletes and you just see they're, they're just fundamentally sound and whatever they're doing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm seeing that with more of the Europeans, you know, of course you got our top teams, you know, you have like impact and, you know, you got heat and some of those guys that are, that are up there. But I mean, I think they're going to get, we're going to get caught here in a few years. I think those Europeans are going to close the gap a little bit on us. You know, like the Tauntauns is a perfect example. They're one or two players away, mm-hmm. you know, just really just being crisp and, and, you know, very hard to beat. But yeah. 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 I, I completely agree with you. And I think, um, you know, the more and more that, uh, that they, they play paintball 
itself, uh, I think the more dangerous they're going to get. And, you know, I yep. think it's all coming down to, uh, you know, the, the, the almighty dollar. Because, you know, the more paintball that they don't, I guess they don't, they don't necessarily have to come and play the, 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 the state's uh, events. But, I mean, it's not going to be long until it's like, who does the, the main Russian guy, the, uh, the, the bankroller still fund that? I don't know. Like I said, I, I've, I've been so disconnected with like the NXL part of paintball. I mean, I watch you guys and stuff like that, but I'm not. I'm not in the mix anymore, but like you know, I I, I watch stuff and and I don't know if that uh, Sir, Sergey I think his name was the the pasty yeah, dude. So. Remember, he used to put all that stuff <laughs> on his face, vampire guy. Yep, yeah, yep. I, I don't know if he's still running it. You know, they obviously they obviously have some kind of funding. You know, but I mean, I don't know. It's a tough one, man. It's it's yeah. Later on, let's get into that talk. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a crazy one, man. Like when I came back, I was very shocked to see the state of our sport. Right. Because I I literally shut it off. I was so depressed and disappointed with, you know, just the whole situation with the smart parts and how it went down. And then I just shut it off and moved on, you know, and and coming back. I regret doing that by far because I felt like, you know, I killed paintball in the northwest, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, since I came back, it's it's been and I'm not knowing and I'm not saying it's me, man. I'm just saying since I've been back in two years, you know, we've opened fields, we've. You know, we went from like I was going to, to fields to practice and there'd be one or two guys. And now at my home field, you know, we have I mean, 25 to 40 guys every weekend. Oh, you wow. know, it's just growing. It's starting to grow back again in the Northwest. And that's what I really want to do. I want to make it, you know, we, we we were never like Southern California. Like that was a hotbed or even like Texas, you know, but we want, you know, I want to kind of put us back on the map a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, yeah. I think, I mean, it, all it takes is a little bit of momentum. And as soon as you well, get that ball the, rolling, I mean, it's yep, the last WCPPL. Um, there was 10 Northwest teams. That's the most they've ever had. So West coast series, you know, and, and, you know, and that's just been happening. You know, we sent three. So yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's happening. It's just, it's, it's just a slow, you know, it's just a kind of a slow, so slow roll. You know, we got two pro teams here in the Northwest and, one of them has a lot of talent, but don't practice very much. And the other one just doesn't have any talent and just doesn't have any budget, you know, and it's yeah. just really hard, you know? So like, it, yeah, it's, it's just hard. You know, the budget thing is hard. You know, I, I, I know, I don't know the, the, the uprising guys real well. I mean, I know Tucker, he's playing my, 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 uh, silver team a little bit, but, mm-hmm. and I know Corey and some of the, you know, I don't know the new guys, but I know some of the old guys that played for me and, you know, it's a struggle for those guys, you know, it's oh, like, yeah. You know, Aftershock's the same thing. You know, I, I, I didn't get to talk too much. I got to play with Rennick last year at, at a UWL, and I got to talk to him. We chatted a little bit about team stuff, and mm-hmm. and it just it's just hard, right? Like if, you know, I don't know how you guys do it. You know, it's just really, really hard to, to you know, stay motivated and just stay just, you know, trying to move forward, you know? Like yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, you know better than anybody right now, right? You're living it right now. Like you're having to – do you have to fly to practice? Like no, I'm dr- I'm driving. I'm I'm uh just at four hours, four hours. to uh, to Badlands. Yeah, I mean it's not track. it's not a huge haul, but it's it's enough where I, I mean it's early when I take off, you know, and then to go have a practice and then and then drive back and then go to work on Monday and. Yep. I, I am not as young as I used to be, so <laughs> it's definitely taking more of a toll on me now uh, than it has been 
in the past. But yeah, I was wondering when you were, I was, you know, checking out your Instagram, you're starting to get into jujitsu and I'm like, mm -hmm. man, is he going to be able to stay healthy bouncing off the ground and then going and rolling around? <laughs> because I tell you what, like, that's the one thing I can tell you is I've gotten older. Like, like now that my job involves basically creating athletes or, mm -hmm. you know, um, so I, you know, I do my, I train myself, obviously I'm in better shape than I've ever been, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, whatever. The only difference that I noticed from myself, you know, let's say 10 years ago is if I tweak something, I don't go to bed and get up the next day and it's gone. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, like, I don't know how old you are now, but like you'll get at that age where like you tweak something, it, it might take a week to heal versus like, you know, if my son tweaks something, he'll limp around and then the next day it'll be gone you know or two days later you know for me i gotta do soft tissue work stretching and oh, icing and you know i even do my own graston technique on myself you know to like you know heal those ligaments up and it's just it's it's just extra work what technique you know? is that scraping this is you know scraping hmm. so, so basically you just take an implement i have what's called a mobility star and like let's say like i i battled a little bit of uh, achilles tendonitis last season yeah and um i just worked on it with this uh scraper and and i'll send you some information if you want and just you know kind of healed it up so yeah absolutely because i'm 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 right now waiting on the results of my uh my mri for my mcl for my right knee okay. uh, because dallas was an yep. awesome you know display of mother nature and, <laughs> and it was like <laughs> i'm surprised i'm surprised it didn't happen at the event I mean, with with the amount of mud that we were dealing with and the the wetness and shit. Yeah. After that event, my my knee was sore. I could still walk on it, but it was sore. And it wasn't until my second day of training jujitsu in the morning, some guy had me in a leg lock, and I just tried to you know just tweak my way out of it. And, mm -hmm. Yep. And just like how I normally do, and and I was like, ooh, that didn't feel right, and my knee got did you hot. Feel, did you felt it pop. I felt and heard the pop, but there wasn't instant pain right away. It was just yeah. heat. My like my knee just got hot, and then uh, I rolled again after that because it, I didn't really didn't really hurt. It just kind of felt weird. And then like towards the end of that roll, I'm like, ooh, okay, I gotta sit down. And I eventually sat down. I didn't have any bruising or any significant swelling. So. I, I'm but that's not always a, that's not always a good tell though, right? So we work with a lot of athletes that hurt themselves, you know. And I'm, yeah. we're not physical therapists by no means, but we usually get get athletes right when they're released from physical therapy or whatever. But but yeah, swelling is not always an indicator. Like it can be like my son tore his PCL and his knee hardly ever, you know, he had full rebuilt. Yeah. Um, his junior year and he hardly had any any uh, swelling. So you can't. Sometimes it's not a good tell. Did you go get it looked at from an ortho though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's something definitely wrong with it. Like, <laughs> I'm. Did he uh, give you a grade, like grade one, grade two, or? He said sprang? it could. He said it could possibly be an MCL injury, or it could be a meniscus injury. I don't think it's meniscus. Just how the injury occurred and what had happened, like hearing the pop and everything that I've read. Twisting, I mean, though. twisting though, kind of. You can get, you know, that's kind of indicative of a of a meniscus, like a bucket tear or a, a slight tear or something like that. But well, I had a I had a knee scope on the same knee, um, and it was a, men, a meniscus issue before, and I felt that pain before, and I was like, it just doesn't feel oh, like so you, that. Same. Yeah. Um, but I'm waiting on the MRI results, and then um. I mean, I'm kind of up in the air right now with Atlantic, Atlantic City, um, but I'm actually researching uh, some stem cell. Mm -hmm. uh, some, yeah. And, and I, there's a, a clinic 
not too far from me, and I'm just, I don't think it's tore, uh, or if it is, it's slight. I know it's not a rupture, because I think if it was a rupture, there would have been a lot more um, significant signs of a, of a rupture, but I, I don't think it's anything major, but right now, like, for four days after it happened, I couldn't, I couldn't hardly walk, hardly go upstairs, downstairs. Now I'm, I'm walking a slight jog, but if I turn to my left and I kind of drag that foot, you know how you do when you kind of yeah, turn Yeah, yeah, MCL for sure. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was like, it was like, oh my, I have to, I gotta sit down, and then eventually, you know, a couple minutes I can stand back up, but it's still really tender, and there's just, I just don't know if I'm gonna be ready in time for Atlantic City. That's three weeks away, I think, after this. Yeah. Yeah. It's no bueno. Um, what? Uh, so let's see. We we never got into how you how you found paintball and uh, how how that came about. So paintball. Um, my stepdad was actually playing paintball way before I was even playing. He was playing with his work groups and he was going out. And then he actually opened up a field, Albany Outdoor Paintball, before I even played. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and then one day I'm like. He just kept asking me to go out, and so I'm like, me and one of my buddies, we went out. We went out and played, and the very first time I played, it was, it was, it was fun. It was all right, and then the second time I played is when I got hooked, you know. And I went out and bought a mini mag, and then how old were you he at had the time? His little, I want to say twenty, maybe. Oh wow! 20, yeah, twenty. Late bloomer. Yeah. Well, at 20 back then, you were young, right? Because when I came into paintball, the Bob Longs and all that, they didn't think that people were good enough to play paintball because they weren't smart enough until they were in their uh, 40s or 30, you know, because they're hunters, right? So, like, like all those guys were all hunters and stuff. So, like, all the kids weren't uh, – we weren't smart enough to play paintball. But anyways, yeah. so I went out there and just literally, like, they had a team, and I literally just shot the shit out of them. Like, they have been playing for a year together, and – just kind of a natural, you know, reflexes or whatever, just mm-hmm. really aggressive. And um, and then so I played with them a little bit, and then I found out they had this tournaments. <laughs> I'm like, what tournaments? Yeah. So played around with them. I guess with a team called um, Outrage from, and they were like a the the local powerhouse team. And I went to Reno with those guys, and we ended up winning Reno. They never won anything before. Oh really? And um, yeah, we ended up winning Reno. And I, I don't think it, it wasn't an NXL. It was uh. What was that Russell Maynard series? But damn, bro, break. Uh, oh. You know I'm talking. You remember those? They were like West Coast uh, GWL. Um, it sounds no. the GWL sounds familiar. Nah, was it GWL? I remember Bone Break, but I don't. I remember. Yeah, so like, I mean, Bob Long and all them were there. Like Bob Long was there. I met Chris Lasoya. In fact, I almost got in a fight with Chris there. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah, but but. Um, so we went there, we won it, and then I came home, and I'm like, I really like this stuff. You know, I mm. love paintball, but I didn't like that team. And it wasn't I didn't like the guys. I didn't like the organization. Like, I was left at the airport, like, to get picked up, I, and I'm like, I can't. I'm too much of a, a coordinated type of guy. Like, like, I have to have point A, point B. I'm just very structured, you know? Yeah, you like getting shit and, done. And, yeah, so they had this, the younger guys, Outrage 3, like, they're just you know, they're, they're bottom level guys and they were all around my same age. Right. So then I took those guys, moved them to Albany and ended up, uh, we were kicking their ass like within, you know, just a month or two of being a team together, you know, with these young guys. And we started, you know, that's how the naughty dog started. So, you know, I took some of the, the misfits off this, this, this team and, you know, my brother, 
brother, me, my brother, and my stepdad actually played for us at that time. And then we took three of those guys and ended up, uh, that's how we started. So, yeah, that is, yeah. that is so cool. Like, I remember playing you guys, um, pretty, all, pretty much all throughout the 2000s. I stopped playing in 2009. We played you all the time. It was excessive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, you could do yeah, it. Yeah, I remember so we always had to fun. account for you because you were fast. Like, we always, like, we got to worry about Carl. He's going to be in the snake. You know, he's going to be in this bunker. He's going to run up the middle and just dive over. You know, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It, it was so much fun playing, playing you guys, too, because I feel like it was. I feel like you guys should have been so much better than what you were. It, and I, I, this, that's not like me saying, no, no, oh, I know you, guys, mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Because yep. there were times where I would watch you guys play and you would just be on point. It was just like, boom, 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 no, no matter who you played, you know? And then other times I'd watch him like, what is happening? Oh my God, what is happening? But Yeah, I don't but, know, man. It's like we would, we were so streaky. We would go and just blow everybody off the field. Yeah. And then... Sunday would come and it was like a different team. And I don't know, like I couldn't figure it out for life. I mean, I just figured it was some of my guys were fair weather guys, you know, I'm not going to say any names, but there were some guys that would like, you know, they're they're when everything was easy, they were just money. Right. But when stuff got tough, when times got tough or we were behind, they just kind of, you know, kind of, yeah, just weren't mentally tough, you know? So, and I'm a tough guy to play for. I'm pretty, pretty, uh, demanding and, and, you know, I'm I'm a pretty what a fired up type of guy. You yeah. know, like I yeah. Well, I mean, everybody... so, super nice off the field, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I play with passion, right? Like 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 the will to win, man. I just want to win more than just. I mean, I cannot. I mean, I just I can't even explain it. Second place is not even like an acceptable. Like if I go a tournament, man, like I I'm, I'm ex- no matter what, I I want to win. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just the way I was brought up, and the way you know I brought bring up my kids. We just we just want to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think, you know, any team sport or, you know, in anything, um, but mm-hmm. especially in a team sport, when you are, uh, you, you're trying to be successful on a team sport, I mean, that has to be the mentality, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's not, then you're, why you're, do it? you're doing it wrong. Right. Like, like for me, like why, why do it? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've been asked over and over again, are you guys going to do a pro team? Are you going to do this? And I'm like, you know, the only way that I would ever do another pro team. I mean, that mean under the dogs, naughty dogs flag is if somebody came and gave me the mo- enough money to do it, right? It had to be a good chunk of money. Like I'd have to have enough money to create a training system and enough money to go get the interim players to bring into the system to kind of help groom the younger guys, mm. you know, like bring in some, like some skilled vets that are still hungry. Not these other guys that, you know, I still see like, these 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 pro paintball players that that they don't put the work in and it shows like you Coasting, don't, they, yeah. they're, they're not conditioning they're out of condition you know they look like shit they don't do the you know there's just the fundamental stuff you know they just expect they can go practice once or twice before an event and then and then perform at the pro level you can't even do that at the divisional level you know mm-hmm. the divisional level to me now like when i played pro before there was a pretty good separation between d- I don't think we had, I don't think we called a division. We called like amateur A. Well, maybe we did have divisions. Yeah, we did have division one, division two. We didn't have mm-hmm. all the way down to like D5, but yeah. But there was a pretty good gap. There's not a gap anymore. Like I go down to those California tournaments and some of those teams down there are legit, like like legit, you know, and, and, and you know, you're going to see some of those. But usually the problem with those California teams is they get pulled apart by, you know, the, the likes of Dynasty and Aftermaths and, you know, all the, you know, 
the, the big dog teams in that area. They kind of get yeah. the good players get plucked. But I mean, just the fundamentals of watching them play is, is they're good. You know, they just yeah. got to get the experience. You know, so you know, and I think that's what needs to happen with these with with your guys and with uh, the newer teams. They have to make the mistakes, make the yeah. mistakes. You know, have the experiences, build your character, and you know that that is what being a a veteran, a seasoned pro, um, is about. I mean, because anybody can go, anybody can go pro, anybody can play professionally. You know, um, it, granted, it takes a little bit of hard work, it takes a little bit of luck, it takes a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right now, it's just if you're just somebody's buddy, it seems like on some of those teams, man. Yeah. Like, you know, like like I see some of these teams, they recruit these guys, and it's just like. You didn't even let this guy like develop, right? Like, like, like you can't jump a guy from D five to pro, right? There has to be like a, a walk or a crawl, walk, and then run, right? Because you just you're gonna. I made the mistake once, man. I, I had a kid. I don't know if you remember Blake Beerham. Blake Beerham. He played. He was pretty much a, a McCluskey clone. Uh-huh. You no, know, not quite as explosive as McCluskey, but they had a similar playing style. And Blake played on my semi pro team, and he was phenomenal. And he was 16 and I pulled him into the pro ranks and he struggled a little bit like because he just he just wasn't quite ready. Right. You know, he ended up becoming a pretty good player. But I mean, what I'm saying is, is like I just tried to pull him up so soon. And he like he was like a perfect example of what we're talking about. Like if you just pull these these guys up too soon, they just don't develop. They don't develop properly. Too big so of a they, shock. And then, yeah, 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 too big of a shock, you know, and you start getting to some of these teams where these guys are just so good now, you know, like, you know. You know, we'll use impact. I mean, geez, if you were to 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 make a fantasy roster, like if you say, "Hey, Rock, make a fantasy roster right now," I would probably have two or three of those guys on my fantasy roster, right? right. If you were to say, choose, you know, two or three, of the, you know, like pick six guys or seven guys. That, I mean, for sure, like like I would I would probably pick two or three of those guys. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? I, they're. I mean, they're full of killers, and then. Uh... <laughs> You can't even. You stop them on one side, they're going to come up the middle. You stop them on the middle, they're going to come down the Doritos. I mean, it's just yeah, yeah. And all those top five teams, um, you know, those top five teams, they're all like that, and you know, yeah. and then they're yeah. doing it with multiple lines. I think, I think Impact, maybe not Houston Heat, but I mean, there's there's teams that are doing it with multiple lines, and I think that's yeah. where I'm wondering where the sport is going. You know, are we going towards what? What's the is the format going to change? Does the format need to change for pop, paintball to get popular? Is Ghost Sports the answer to to you know I, popularizing I the sport? Ghost Sports is enjoy the sh- the shit out of Ghost Sports, man. I think Maddie is like the voice of paintball. You know, Maddie's like the Allstate guy, you know, that black guy, that real deep voice for Allstate. Maddie's like that <laughs> us, you know, I'm talking yeah. about for paintball, you know, and, and, and he does such a great job and he stays engaged for, you know, I mean, that's gotta be 10 or 12 hours sitting in that booth. It's just gotta be insane. And, but he keeps us engaged, but I think the format is flawed and I love the format. I love playing the format and I don't know what the answer is, mm-hmm. but as far as like, if I was to sit down here and bring, you know, a bunch of my kids over that I train and say, this is what I do. And let's watch it on TV. They would be in, interested for about three to five minutes and then they'd be on their phones. Right. Because there's no, there's nothing for them to, there's no ball for them to track. There's no, you know, when you watch paintball, especially on Sunday, it seems like five guys break out. One guy might get shot. And then all of a sudden they just sit there uh, in gaps. Nobody wants to make a mistake. 
No, and just gaps and gaps and, and it just gap control and it's so boring, you know, and you're just like, ugh. You know, you know, if you watch it on Friday, it's really exciting. Like when I watched the first couple of games on uh, this Prague thing, man, it was, I mean, it was like that 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 cat from uh, Tauntauns, I can't remember his name. Kevin Klum? Um, no, the other guy, the guy that just flies down the snake. Uh, oh, um... Godin, Godin, is it Axel uh, Godin? Yeah, yeah, Axel Godin. Or got in. That guy just, I mean, he literally would just run shooting to the snake, dive in and be it on their side. I mean, that fast, you know, mm-hmm. mouse, another perfect example, just running and shooting to the snake one dives in the snake one. By the time the other guys are even settled, he's already at the 50, you know, and, but yeah. you know, eventually they stop that. They figure it out how to stop it. And, you know, they'll put two or three guns on it. But I mean, you know, I don't know how they do that, you know, change the, change the field every day. You know, I don't know, you know, it's, it's a crazy one, but I mean, as far as spectating, you need to make the balls to where you can see them, right? Like if you're That's watching, one, team, yeah. like if you're watching paintball, like it's awesome to stand behind somebody and see the streams. It's awesome to see like you know the paint exploding in the air and all the cross shooting. And if they could find a way to illuminate that, that would make such a huge difference on like spectating, you know. And then and then objective, like have some kind of objective, whether it be some kind of I don't even know a ball or a flag or like certain buttons in certain places where like people are like excited to go oh is he gonna get that you know you know what I'm saying so yeah, yeah I, I think you know when I was uh, when I always compare paintball I always compare it to uh, to hockey because, hockey I was gonna say that yeah <laughs> yeah because it, there, yeah. there's but and you know unfortunately in paintball right now there's no there's no focal point. Um, you know, it's all individual focal points of yeah. this guy doing his job and he's focused on this. And then this guy's doing this job. This guy's doing this job. Even though we're all talking, working together, uh, doing that whole collab thing uh, as a unit, it's still individual looking on the screen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I don't know. I just I, I mean, I, I'm going over with a few people just trying to figure out what needs to happen and, and to make this interesting to people who have money yeah you know have you ever yeah have you ever played the uwl i've like once i think so i played it one time and i played it it was in oregon and you know i got to play with some pretty cool dudes you know like reddick miller and billy saransky and you know it was cool i always wanted to you know i didn't really get to play against those guys a whole lot they were going out as i was coming in but they were the guys that you kind of looked up to you know like oh shit you know billy saransky you know or Rennick Miller or Bob Long or whatever. But I mean, so they have, and I could be like a little bit wrong on this, but they have three flag stations and the objective is like to hold each flag station at certain times. So, Uh you know, if they did, I don't think that that's the answer because it would be just slow and kind of on an air ball field. But I mean, if you had multiple, like at least objectives on each side where like you had to control it for a certain amount of time or, or even just get like more points if you hit a button on the 50 or, or, you know, I don't even know. Or, you know, make it to where two of your guys have to break out further than, like, the 40-yard line. Like, make a mark. Like, they have to go to, you know, like, you know, you have to go to the middle wall or you have to go to the snake or you, you have to take two of the three ones on the break. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that would make that would make it pretty exciting, right? Because then you'd see that's guys. That's not a bad idea because, I mean, that's forcing at least force... some kind of forward yeah. progress re- regardless yeah. of situation. Or yep. anything like that. Yeah. You know, the one thing I will say about this new format, though, the 10.5 and the way the bunkers are in the middle kind of makes us older school vets a little more relevant. 
Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like when you just have an X or a wall in the middle and, and you just have guys wanting to break and then seal things off. And then like, it's like, I just know like last year when I played with the wall, it was really easy for me to set up guys. Right. Cause I could just set guys up and say, you only have to shoot this lane and that's all you do. But now with all the bunkers and all these different arrays and you don't know what it's going to be like, it kind of makes the guys that played in the woods or the guys that play the seven man days where we had to think about certain moves and things. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes us a little bit more relevant that makes sense. I think that's why you're seeing guys like, I'll use Rainey for example. You know, Rainey mm. Stanzik. Yeah. That dude is balling out right now. He's on fire. Like, like, and he's an old school guy. I remember playing against Rainey way back in the day, and I actually played that UWL with him, and he was a machine out there, like a, just a killing machine, you know. And and he's playing like that now with the, you know, the bunkers all in different arrays because he's just he's a really sharp, smart guy, you know. And I, yeah. I think that with those bunkers being able to move around and stuff, it, it kind of takes the monotony out of like, you know, remember the days when you used to be able to coach the front guys? Remember how Bob Long took a bunch of no-namers and started winning everything because he could just coach them down the sidelines and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how the old, that's how the wall kind of made paintball, kind of. Not quite as robotic as that, but it was super like, once you figured out that this side of the wall could hold the whole Doritos back or stop the snake, then guys were just sending them. Or they'd exchange, and then, you know, then the next guy would fill it or whatever. But, I mean, yeah, I think the new the new bunkers help a little, you know. But yeah. Well, I think the wall was just what what paintball has always been, is, is an experiment, is a trial, is, you know, trial and error. Yeah, but with the X back in the day, the one thing that that I will say with Richmond, the way he designed the game with the X, he would always make the X. It was it was it wasn't really the center. I mean, it was the centerpiece, right? But he made it to where you you didn't play as much up in the middle. You went wide because the field was was squished, mm-hmm. and then you go up, right? So like like the the game was really played out and up right? Because yeah. the snakes were always powerful and the Doritos were always in a row or whatever with some shit in the middle, but not a whole bunch. Um, I think the wall changed that. The, the, the wall made it more of just, you know, like, like that, you know, so. Well, wall and then, uh, I think they added like four pins and then mm-hmm. there's a lot of bunkers on the field. I, I, yeah. I feel, I feel like there's a lot of bunkers on the field, especially yeah. you know, going back to when there was a physical X. I mean, shit. I felt like there I felt like there was like five bunkers on each side. (laughs) They had the little boxes and they'd lay down those cans. I freaking hated that bunker. Oh, I loved to lay down cans. I loved them. Yeah. I loved them because I could could run far and dive into it. And I had, you know, when you dive, you know, you have to be so conscious of your body, like throwing your legs this way or this way. Diving into a can, especially going forward at a can, you can dive early. And maybe like lean out and shoot while you're going up yeah. or something like that. But and you can and meaning when you dive early is that it's less of a chance that the guys downfield are going to see you going into the spot or whatever. But yeah, I wish they would do that now. I want to see that now. The lay down cans. Yeah, fucking yeah. do it. Why not? It, I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, change it up. I mean, it's like the same bunk. I mean, I came back to paintball and pretty much all the bunkers are shaped really close to being the same, minus the addition of like the wall. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, Oh, the, the cakes, the taller cakes. Mm-hmm. I don't, we didn't have those back in the day, but I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't bring back that whole, uh, not the car wash. Cause I think the car wash was uh, at least on an X-ball field. I think the car wash would be a little big, but do you remember the yeah. little, little tent? Yep. 
the little yeah you know, little tent. I I think that would be a cool bunker. I like the lay down shit. I don't like the tall stuff. I don't need. I'm not that tall, so it's like the cans are tall enough for me. But um, but I think even back then, I mean, we were shooting on cap semi, and I love. Yeah, that's what I was saying. We make it to the corner. We and were we shooting. Still, yeah, and it's not like we saw twenty balls. Per, I remember. I remember maxing out the halos yeah. on our guns, and the paint back then was ridiculous. Oh, so like good. it would, so good. Like like big, you know these six nine. You know back then I thought six nine one was small. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like six nine one was a smaller paintball. Now six eight four is like seems like the standard. Eight five is oh the standard God. size. But dude, eight nine. I used to shoot six eight nine all the time, and it would be just a little tight. You know, just a little tight, but it was like, yeah, it was like perfect. But um, the paint was so like it would just shatter and then leave. Yeah, these looking like either stained yellow or pink, but it was just so good. Like it was, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it was so. Yeah, my favorite paint from back then, probably hands down, has to be the forest green Hellfire, uh, orange fill, uh, yeah. forest green shell. And that was like 06 era. I, I like think. the purple with pink fill. Purple with pink fill. Pur- Remember the pink, the the uh, evil. What did it's not evil? It was evil called was uh, white. Oh, evil was awesome. We never got to shoot evil though. We were uh, we were always a Drax's team, but they had a really good. It was Imperial Hellfire. That's what it was called. Imperial Hellfire. You don't remember that? The, you were who were you? You weren't. You couldn't shoot that. You were sponsored by somebody else back then, right? You were uh, obsessed. Well, excessive, uh, man, excessive. I'm pretty sure we shot Hellfire. We shot the Green Shell Orange Fill Hellfire. That was good shit too. Yeah, absolutely. The, well, yeah. The, the, the the old orange was super like it almost. I think they had titanium or something in it. If I remember <laughs> right, but it was like that's what they used to say. But it was super. It was fluorescent. Mm-hmm. Like when it hit, it was like a fluorescent. Yeah, you would yeah. know. Yep. So now the yeah. What um what do you think about? And I brought this up to multiple people. Everybody listening probably hates that I talk about this so much, but I I think it would bring back so much more gun skill to the sport if we capped it at semi-auto fifteen. Balls a I second. like I like semi-auto because I naturally have fast fingers. Mm-hmm. The only problem is it, it's cheating. It's just the bottom line. It's like. Coming from a guy who used to manufacture boards, and I was around during that era. I mean, look, one of my front pages look at it says fifteen balls per second. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's awesome to play. I mean, it would be awesome, but I mean, they'd have to find an absolute way. The manufacturers would all have to get in line and and sign some kind of contract that's saying they're not gonna put cheater boards and go modes in their guns. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to everybody and, and that's the only problem is I, I, I think that you'd have a hard time policing it. Right. Because you're going to have guys, I mean, especially now you got so many smart kids are going to hack those things. And, you know, I mean, they'd have to do something like when you show up to the event, the manufacturer flashes your board and then the gun stays with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause when I played that, when we won that smart parts ESPN world championship. Yeah. In Oh six. Super fun we, by the way. Yeah, we checked. You were there, right? Oh, yeah. I played for Excessive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Excessive. Duh. You guys won. Yeah. Congratulations again. Yeah. <laughs> but our, but they, remember we checked our guns in? Remember they potted, yep. like they sealed the boards, and we checked them in on those trays mm-hmm. before, I mean, after, and, and that's what they would have to do, like to be, you know, 
just completely 100% to make sure no one's cheating. I mean, that's well, the only... How do we know that people aren't shooting 10.4, 10.5 balls a second now instead of 10.2? We don't know. We don't even know don't if... Know. Like, so somebody could be cheating. Yeah, but we, we don't no even idea. know right now. It's like when you're snap shooting, right? Like if, there, if you're snap shooting a ball, is it 10.5? Like if your first three balls come out, 15 ball, balls per second, you're not going to catch that. And then boom, it hits the ramping, right? I mean, there's so mm -hmm. many... Yeah, they could be cheating, absolutely. But I mean, the, the difference now with the 10 point whatever it is 10.5 is it's rhythmic and you can hear it once it's in ramping so like I'll, like when when if you got two guys running you know one guy in the middle usually your middle guy is going to be the one cheating right because he's the one laning <laughs> <laughs> so if he's you can hear the pitch change in the gun right it's different yeah pitch than the other gun than the gun shooting 10 you know 10.5 dummy so. mode kicks in that's what i call it yeah, i call it so, dummy I mean, mode because anybody anybody out there could shoot it i would yeah. i want to play a tournament because this is what I want to do, and I don't think it's been done before yet because nobody has thought of the idea. My whole my whole mission behind this to try and push this whole thing is to bring the skill of being able to shoot fast, at least 15 balls a second, which is still fast. But being able yeah. to shoot that and control somebody left and right-handed yeah. while it's, loading, it's a skill. It's a skill. Like, absolutely. Like, like I, was, I was one of the guys who had really fast fingers. Both, I mean, like fast, and, and it – when we went to the, you know, to the ramping and the NXL modes or whatever, there was even a full auto time, if I remember right. Oh, I hated it. You're one I of the first it. guys that that I watched play and heard how fast your gun shot, and yeah. and I and I actually like I would watch your fingers and everything, and I was like, I never, I can say, you know, hands down that I've never had a cheater board in my gun. I've never had it flashed. I've never done anything. I always shot a stock board. It was always in stock semi, uncapped. Always. Yeah. And I just learned how to shoot fast. And I don't know if you cheated or, or not, if you had boards or not, but like <laughs> I would watch and even perfect example for me is that if it's just, it, just like anything, if it's done multiple times and it's practiced and it's done right, you can get good at anything. And I feel yes. like that I used to walk around my house with my gun in my hand and it would sit next to my couch. And when I watched TV, I'd pick it up and just yeah, practice dribbling because that was important. You know, that was an important skill to have. Like the guy that can shoot three or four balls per second consistently faster on the break had an advantage to the guy that couldn't. Yeah, yeah. and it's not it's not something where you and and I don't I'm pretty sure you've never played like this to where you would get here and you would because you could shoot fast you would shoot a bunch of paint here shoot a bunch of paint here shoot you you yeah. it would be like control 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 move yep. you know yep. and, absolutely and, and I think. That would bring such a different aspect to the game because now there's so many guys who can't shoot left-handed or who can't load and shoot and control, mm -hmm. and they're doing it with one finger, and this is skill. I have skill right now. I'm holding my lane. I'm doing my job. And to me, if you can, if you can do that, but you can, you can walk, the, you know, walk the trigger and everything, and you can control somebody left-handed or right-handed um, with a volume of paint that you're actually shooting because you learned the set skill – I think having the ramping dumbs everybody down to a it level. Does. It does. It absolutely does. But I mean, so I look at it from from both point of views. Like I agree with everything you're saying. I came from semi to full auto to ramping to what 15 balls per second. I mean, 12 and I mean, I was I was kind of my career was in those eras, right? Mm -hmm. um, I agree a hundred percent with you. It. But the only issue is I look at it from the other side. Logistically speaking, you'd have to dedicate a ref and machines to catching cheaters because when there's money involved, 
when there's sponsorships involved, people are going to cheat. It's life. It's just the way it is. You know, look at the Olympics. Human so nature. Take, yeah, it's just the way it is. Um, if, 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 if we could do that, then absolutely it'd be great. It would definitely separate, you know, a ton of people, right? It would, especially the guys that can shoot offhanded or, you know, whatever. But I mean, you know, it's just, you, you would have to have the manufacturers buy into it. All of them. I'm talking, I don't think you'd have a problem with Planet Eclipse. I don't think you'd have a problem with Empire. I don't think you'd have a problem with a lot of those big companies, mm. but some of those smaller companies, and I'm not saying that any of those guys are, are going to cheat. I'm just saying that like, you, you know, you, you, when you have like a company like Die or Planet Eclipse, they got some pretty robust software. They got some good engineers that are designing their software and stuff. And then you mm -hmm. have a smaller co company and, and, and you know, I'm not going to say any names cause I'm just saying like a smaller company that might be trying to do their own board design that their stuff might be more hackable than like, let's say a board that comes from planet eclipse. Right. Cause their shit is latest and greatest, right. Dies. Yeah. New, you know, their stuff's really up to date, like, you know, electronics wise. And you would just have to be able to find a way to police it. Um, I, I don't know if it would be worth to, worth doing it in the, in the divisional ranks because it would just be too much logistics. But in the pro ranks, you only got 20 teams. It could be done. You just you just would have to have the manufacturers buy in and sign contracts or do something because, you know, and then just randomly test them, you know. Mm. So Yeah, it's almost like the boards coming from the factory have to have, you know, have a chip in them or in the, in a reader. You, know you could actually, you know what you could do. You could do that. Right. Because I remember when I was designing boards, um, one of the software engineers that I was working with, we talked about doing something like that. We talked about just clipping guns. Um, you could just put something on the micro switch and base. Actually the technology is even better. Now you could just have something, read the micro switch and then read the shot count. And then it would tell if you're cheating, if you have D bounce or anything, you know, like, and it could be something that the league could come up with and install on the guns. You know, or maybe have board manufacturers have a port. That's what you would have to do. Mm -hmm. Have board manufacturers put a port right behind the trigger switch that's in line with it and make sure you guys have an electronics engineer look at the circuitry and then just plug in whatever, like the NXL plug. And then it, if it's detecting a shot that's not with a trigger pull, it'd be easy to catch. Yeah, mm -hmm. it'd be super easy to catch. They, they could do it. I mean, somebody could hack the software all they want, but as long as the NXL grabs their chips and plugs them in at the events, you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. you know, and then make this, the penalty for getting caught very severe. You're yeah. not a malfunction. Well, yeah. There's malfunctions, right? Some, you know, trigger switches get dirty. I mean, there's some malfunction. There's honestly, there's some guys that are just idiots. They just don't have their shit set up right and it'll be bouncy or whatever. But if you legit, if you, if you get caught, you know, by messing with the firmware software, Like, mm -hmm. like to where people don't want to take the risk. You know, like Olympics. If you get caught using illegal substance, you're out. Yeah. Right. For out, done. I mean, so, I mean, but I don't think this is what sucks and and why it it affects me so much. I mean, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, why are you living in the past? Why are you do this? But it's not it's not like that for me. For me, it's it's a skill set that original paintball players had. Re mm -hmm. regardless of whether they were cheating or not because i believe the majority didn't but that's just i try and see i try and see the good in everybody but you Man, know what? I... at least i can say that i went through it with a clear conscience and um you know it's not like i made a fortune off the sport anyway and, and i don't yeah. think anybody is now 
I mean, definitely not any of the professional players with the uh, with the payout and everything else that's happening until until money starts flowing in from from different areas, from different uh, from different companies or something like that. And you mean all, outside the outside our sandbox? Out, outside the sandbox, where not all the companies are just growing inside of this bubble that we have, and it, it there's a ceiling to it. I feel. Yeah. And with, with the way that we're going, I feel like there's a ceiling to it. And until those those Nikes get more involved in the, in the Under Armour or, or go, whoever needs to be involved, we're gonna hit this ceiling. And um, I I think. I think we've hit the ceiling and we bounced off of it, right? Because when yeah. when when I was at the peak of my career and you were there too, right? Mm-hmm. Money was pretty good. I mean, like we didn't make a shitload of money as players, but our sponsorships were ridiculous. Taking I remember, of, yeah. yeah, I remember like you guys even had, I was talking to Telford a while ago and, and he was telling me how much your guys' paint budget was. Our paint budget was ridiculous. Your guys has made ours look, you know, average, right? Like your guys' original. Like, <laughs> I didn't even but know I remember it was. going. I was so naive well, it was back in, then. It was a lot, man. So, like, I remember going to the field and just having a pallet of paint, paint ready for practice. We just mm-hmm. pulled off the pallet, you know. I remember, like, going down to Bob's house and calling Bobby and saying, hey, I'm going to have a skid delivered. We'll be down there and practice for the weekend. We'd show up. We'd have a skid down there. Waiting it was for good it, paint, you know? too. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah now we're having, we're having a tough time even getting, you know, halfway decent paint down to us to have a halfway decent practice. And... Oh, is it weather related? Because I'll be honest with you, our paint up here has, has been really good, but we don't have. I mean, it's wet. It might be weather we don't, related. Yeah, yeah, because we don't have like the extreme cold. I mean, it gets to freezing and stuff down here, but not like you guys, right? Yeah. To where you guys are like snowed in and stuff, and we don't have that that kind of stuff over here. Yeah, it's it's stupid, but um, it's ridiculous how cold it gets. But it it doesn't compare to like Minnesota or Wisconsin or anything like that. I mean. Yeah. I, I lived in um, Mankato, Minnesota, for like three years, and that was freezing cold. Way too, a little too close to the north for me. But, um, but my point going back to uh, the the professional teams, I, I don't think now with the way the sport is being played and the game that is being played now and the skill sets that are needed for the game now, I don't think we're gonna have a a a giant variety of of top teams. Um, unless it's a straight across the line pay, or or something. Yeah. I, I just, I just well, don't think... like 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 you posted something the other like a couple weeks ago, and it kind of you know I I commented on your comments. It was a really good comment, and I don't know how I got off tangent, but that's the one thing when I came back to paintball. Because when I came back, yeah, I was like, man, I could build on the pro team, blah blah blah. I get right back in the mix, hopefully, you know. And then I started looking at everything. I'm like there's no parody, right? There's mm-hmm. like, you know, cause I was, you know, I'm friends with Corey down there, you know, and, and, you know, I talked to him a little bit about what their budget's like and they don't have really a very good budget, you know, and then you're hearing that some of these top teams are obviously getting salaries, right? Because you can't have a normal, you know, unless they live with their mom or grandma. I mean, you can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they gotta be getting some kind of money from paintball. So let's just use Houston heat and we'll use impact. And no offense to you guys, cause you guys are both ballers and I got friends on both teams, but yeah, we're just going to use you guys. Cause you guys are the two top dogs, right? You guys have rich owners. I'm assuming that you all get some sort of salary. You guys do right. Obviously. Um, but the difference between I'm going to use them versus let's just use aftershock since you play on aftershock. Right. Yeah. So, you guys get X amount of time. You guys, we all get this. Well, you guys both get the same amount of time to practice on the field. Two weeks, right? You're given the layout two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. 
But the difference between them and you is Impact will probably do all their drilling and all their like, you know, the normal stuff you do during the week, right? Because they don't, you know, their their paint, paintball is their job and then they'll scrim on the weekends. Yeah. Or like Carl has to drive four hours Friday night, Saturday morning, gets down to Badlands, probably spends the morning kind of walking the field and maybe just, you know, maybe doing some free play or whatever. And then you really probably don't really get to scrimmage probably till Sunday or the following weekend. Do you really get to scrimmage and break plays down and do anything like that where those guys are way ahead? And the difference too is I don't know what your guys' sponsorship paint wise is, but if you're having to buy your paint, even at a discounted price, right, through your sponsorship, yeah, other teams aren't buying their paint, right? So they can spend, you know, I remember the Russians were saying they'd shoot skids on a layout, skids. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that would be like, and I think I use this analogy in your, in your comments is like if you had two pro basketball teams, one basketball team only gets to practice playing basketball three hours, three times a week. And everybody and the other team gets to practice yeah. all week and all weekend. There's, there's no parody. There's no, there's no, uh, 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 it's not an equal playing field. Right. And that's why I think you're going to see teams like Houston heat, and impact just dominate. I mean, they're going to slip every once in a while. They're going to take yeah. second or third, and then there's going to be a team like AC Dallas will sneak in there. They're real close, right? Those guys are just super solid, and they got some some ballers that are just you know that that McCurley cat is just killing it, and then you know, all the the yeah. Jackson brothers. They're solid. They're just solid. Their roster is super solid, but they're you know those guys are you know real job guys too, you know. So they can't really dedicate like just everything to practicing during the week and then doing the paintball thing on the you know they got to play play on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I think that one of those teams will sneak in there and get a win. I predict one of those, you know, one of those teams will sneak in there and, and grab a win. But all in all, it's 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 not fair, right? It's not a fair to like the the bottom probably twelve teams, right? Am I right? Like I don't know what all everybody's paint uh, everybody's team budgets are, but I'm assuming that you know the you know the top four or five, six teams are probably pretty well taken care of. Now, maybe not everybody's making salaries, but there's a lot of guys making salaries, you know. Um, it's just not, you, you You can't, oh, and then plus the other teams that are playing both leagues, when when we were at our sharpest, we were playing everything. We were playing MPPLs, we were playing NXLs or whatever it was called back then, um, PSP, NXL. PSPs, yeah. And then we would play, we would dabble a little bit in Europe. So we were literally playing a tournament, coming home, Maybe maybe getting a weekend off and then prepping for the next tournament, playing a tournament, you know, and just we were constantly sharp. And like a team like Impact, for example, that's always in the finals, you know, they're getting double the reps. Like when they go to NXL, if 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 Thunder's only playing four games at one NXL, um, Impact's what playing seven? Is that what it is to get all the way or eight? Uh, four, five, six, seven. Eight, so it'd be so yeah, they're playing yeah, eight games. double of double the tournaments at a higher level, right? Because not only are they playing the four prelims, but they're playing the, as they go up, they're playing top teams. So they're getting that much more experience, that much more exposure, and then they're doing that in two different leagues. I mean, that's insane. Like, how can mm-hmm. you? I mean, those guys are always sharp. Their spear is always going to be sharp. And and like a team that's only playing one league, it's really hard, you know, for them. You know, just it's it's it's. Yeah, well, I think it comes down to also the individual player, uh, just for the fact that I don't know, I, I I don't know everybody's occupation out there. I don't know what they yeah. do. I I don't want to claim that I know, um, but I I have a good hunch that a lot of the top guys 
if they wanted to go during the week and play paintball for three four hours they could they don't have to they don't have to worry about going and, and doing a job and I, but the thing is, is i don't think i don't think the league itself cares whether or not who has money or i mean don't get me wrong you better pay your your entry fee if you want to pay uh you yeah. know play in the league but i mean i i don't think they care whether or not you know they, they want the 20 teams they want the constant action they want this yeah. uh, this whole full circle thing i think adding the teams nothing against the teams i think adding more teams isn't really the answer um i i think we're just adding no. more chaos and more you know whatever to this thing that we're trying to fix and and really yeah. try and figure out but but I, I just I don't think the, the league cares who does well and who does well. I think they they care who does well. But I mean, I I don't think they care who doesn't do well. Um, you you just okay that makes more sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They don't. I mean? I mean, it's yeah, it's. But, yeah. but, but look at look at look at like look at other sports and even other. Um, everybody has an equal opportunity. But then people will come down and say, well, your equal opportunity is you know working your ass off on the weekends and going doing this and this. I was like, but not everybody can, not everybody can do that. And even if everybody can do that and they're playing at the high level, um, th- we're still at a, at a, at a, we're going behind because other guys who are getting paid on these other teams can do shit during the week if they want to. If, if well, I, it's, even it's if I worked hard the, and I, what's that? It's, 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 you're right, but it's, it's the same. I mean, yeah, I, one of the arguments in, I think it was, in, I, I've made this comment before, but maybe it was in your comment section was like, everybody has the, the same equal, you know, practice. No, you don't, because if you're getting paint for free, for example, for practices, and I don't know if they are, and I'm just assuming, right. Yeah. And you're getting, you have 10, 12, 15 cases that you can just shoot any, every weekend. It's, it's a little bit different than a guy that, who has a job, a family and everything that has to buy that paint and then go out and try to, you know, like if you're working a nine to five, or even like, you know, I mean, when I when I was when I first got into paintball before I was playing paintball, like I worked twelve hour shifts, but I would go drill during the week. I would just find a way to do it, but it was still right. hard, right? But I mean, it's not the same. It's 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 just not the same. Like like you can't go and practice if you're spending you know thirty five, forty five, fifty five bucks a case of paint. It's really hard to sit there and practice bounce shots because <laughs> you're just like. Yeah it's a nickel or, you know, it just can't do it where other, you know, other organizations can just sit there and just dump paint at one, you know, you know, up and down, just, just yeah. keep doing it. Cause one it doesn't shot. matter. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's and then it's, imagine it's, you got to pay for your flight as well on top yeah, of that. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So, and to boot, some of these teams, like they're, you know, practicing their, their organization to get to practice is so good. Like, like I'm going to, I hate to use impact because I mean, they're on top and you got to use them. Right. Oh, yeah. So they're down at DMG practicing you know one of the best up-and-coming teams constantly and then there's mm-hmm. a bunch of good players that are coming up all the time and then they're over there flying to you know x-factors facility practicing x-factor another top team you know um you know and and it's just like the quality of practices that they get is a lot different than the quality of practices let's say thunder gets mm-hmm. right thunder will get to scrimmage a pro team every once in a while but like it's like probably you know i don't know all of Corey's you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know their whole practice thing, but like they get to scream uprising every once in a while. And sometimes they'll go down to DMG, but I mean, it's just not the same constantly. Right. Yeah. They don't constantly have that kind of, of competition to shoot against where like some of these top, top teams do. They constantly just have just quality practices, quality people shooting back at them, you know, 
So it's it's mm-hmm. a, it, it's hard, man. It's it's a hard one. Well, and they put in their work. I mean, I'm I'm not trying oh, yeah. to dog on on anybody. No, they're on those. you know the, the the two times that I've been down to California last well more than that, but I went down there a couple times last year, and you know I was I hung out with Rainey at uh, the UWO, and he was telling me like he's like me like you know we're practice guys like like we want to practice, we want to get better. So I was just randomly down there at WCPPL, and I look over at this field, and I see a guy out there by himself with two bunkers set up in targets. It's rainy out there just shooting at targets, you know, getting some kind of work in, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. like you, it's it's like those guys, you know, yeah, they work their asses off, you know, and, and but, I mean, some of them it's a little bit easier for them to do that than it is for, like, other folks, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so yeah. let's let's – Revert back to uh, back to you. I mean, so what's this new team that you're yeah, playing for? Yeah, we got off that tangent. What's that? <laughs> Who's this new team that you're playing for now that uh, that you're building up? So it's just North. It's it's Northwest Dogs. Um, you know, last year I took a bunch of guys that have like, you know, less than. Oh man, we played D three at World Cup. We took fifth. You know, and those guys that was their fourth major tournament ever. Like most of them, mm-hmm. right? Like fourth major tournament ever, right? So it's like. And just working with these local guys that, you know, want that, that want to want to play, you know, and, and, um, you know, I get some old guys that come out of the woodworks and, you know, they kind of don't last real, you know, very long cause they come back and they think it's like it used to be, you know, when I first got back online and started, you know, naughty dogs or Northwest dogs, I had a lot of my old guys were thinking, Oh heck yeah, I'm gonna get back on that gravy train, you know, and they <laughs> yeah. were messaging. And I'm like, dude, you gotta pay for everything, man. I ain't buying your gun. I ain't buying your paint, bro. <laughs> and if you don't hear from those crickets, yeah, you know, so but, um, yeah, so just a bunch of new guys that are, you know, like athletes that want to work hard and, you know, want to be coached. So we went from, like I said, like most of my practices now we'll have just Northwest dogs or dog silver, like our up and coming team. And even our like little young guns, we probably have 20, 25 people, you know, really? so it's, it's like, yeah, yep. I'm just trying to grow it. You know, just is, 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 you know, grassroots grow up from the bottom and try to make paintball in our area you know, good again, put us back on the map, you know? Yeah. Well, it's good to see, man. It's good to see, you know, even following yourself. Um, I, I've been following you on Instagram and, and just the, the hard work and dedication that you're putting in, uh, and mm-hmm. the positivity towards the sport. And I, I, we're all obviously trying to, you know, do anything we can to make paintball fun and to make it, you know, just the top level that it can be. I mean, because yeah. that's that's what we want to do. As as athletes ourselves, we want to be challenged, you know. And the better yeah. people get, um, that's just what we want. We want the yeah. competition. We want the 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 fields to start popping up like it used to be. Yeah. And yep. I mean, it's I I really really hope for it. Um, you know, I'm I'm getting I'm 32, and you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a very spring chicken anymore, and I, I just want to see the sport before I hang it up. I, I I really want to see the sport in a good position, and it's so yeah, it's so tough because I'm truly not trying to criticize it, but at the same time, I I criticize things, or and I and I get on certain topics because it means something to me. You know, it's this isn't yeah, this is you know taking my life. And, and just encompassed it all, and I, I have been directed and molded by the sport and these the more or less the people in this sport, and I just don't I, I want to be able to give back to it. And this this podcast and everything is a little bit of of me giving back, and I, I owe so much to the sport and the people in the sport. I just I, I don't want to see it go the wrong way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean we were 
I would say 2006 was the peak of our sport, and I thought we were in head in the right direction. If you were to ask me in 2006 where I thought the sport would be it, in 2010, I would say that I thought we were going to be on ESPN and we were all going to be millionaires. I literally thought that because it was like ramping like that. I mean, we were on ESPN, Fox, yeah. WGN. But the problem was is the major manufacturer at that time, they wanted to control everything and keep everything under control, so they were like pushing out major sponsors and I um, mean, <sighs> you know, you know, it is, it, it, yeah, you know, and, and then, don't I understand me business. I, I had it. a lot, yeah, I yeah. had a lot of fun at that ESPN two tournament. Don't get me wrong. The Mohegan Sun, it was a, it was a time of my life, but yeah. the fact is that that kind of stuck a fork in the sport as far as TV is concerned, right? Cause before that, when Chuck Hench was running the MPPL, ESPN was, was basically getting, um, like, like normal, they were getting, um, advertisers to pay to come film us right they were mm -hmm. you know for for tv time well the nxl was at that time the big five they were jealous because the the soup seven was just really taken off right you know it was yeah. a party i mean and basically billy i think he spent two million dollars on that production it was something ridiculous i can't remember the exact number i could be around maybe one million or two million dollars he paid espn to do that right Jeez. so once you do that you set a precedence right like i could be wrong on these numbers but this is what i heard you know Mm -hmm. So it's like, so now if you're like your ESPN, for example, you're like, oh man, these guys are, they're paying us to film. That's unheard of, right? Because usually we got to go get sponsors and, to, you know, buy airtime and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think that was kind of what stuck the fork in it at first, right? And then I think that not letting Pepsi and letting some of those big companies in at the time, you know, not, not letting really get involved with us really hurt us. And then another thing too is not changing the format to something that's a little more spectacular is mm -hmm. what's, um, you know, really you got to get guys that, that don't play to watch it too. Right. And, and, yeah. and we, right now, the way the format is, it's, it's really hard to, right. I mean, I love the sport and I watch the shit out of it when it's, you know, I, I'm go sports legit, uh, subscriber. I'm not borrowing a buddy's, you know, I'm paying my monthly dues and everything. Mm -hmm. And I love it, man. And, 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 but I'm a diehard, you know, but I mean, yeah. you know, you get your wife or, you know, your daughter to come in and watch it. They'll watch it for like five minutes and mm -hmm. then they're on their phones and then they go to the other room, you know, because it's just not keeping them engaged. And we got to find a way to do that if we want to prosper in that region, right? If you want to be on TV or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's, that's where I, with, you know, the whole thing with ghost sports, what I feel is that, you know, diehards like yourself or, you know, Anybody who subscribed to it and watches it religiously is more than likely somebody who has always been involved or, or is a paintball player themselves. Or coming up, right? Or wanting or, to start being. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And yeah. and I think that, yes, Go Sports has those – they have those subscribers. They're already set. They're, they're paying their dues. They're paying their monthly dues. What do we need to do to get the, the, the eyes – the curiosity and the ones who don't see the sport as we do, how do we, how do we rope those people in? We already roped in people who play the sport all the time and who want to see paintball. How do we get those other people in? And that's the question I, that I've been trying to find the answer to. And I, I know that go sports is trying to do the same thing, but we, we have to figure that out. That's, well, us, may, that's maybe, us going forward. Yeah. Yeah, maybe our sport isn't made for TV. Maybe we we are putting too much effort in the TV side, and maybe we need to put more effort like into 
like more of the marketing side to just get people to do the sport, right? Like, you know, I don't know. I was just, as you were talking, I was just thinking of sports in the back of my head that we don't really see on TV, but obviously been around a long time, like mountain biking, like downhill mountain mm-hmm. biking, or even like skiing, you know, I mean, it is on TV Olympic wise, but you just don't really watch, you know, everything, you know, you don't watch a ton of stuff of, yeah. like downhill skiing, but maybe we need to just like refocus our efforts on maybe not worrying so much about making it a household sport and maybe just trying to grow the numbers and just getting more people out to play the sport, I yeah. guess. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like that's a hard one, man. Well, I mean, that's how it grows, right? Is we get people, yeah. you know, cause nobody's going to come look at, watch the, uh, watch the webcast and then immediately turn into a tournament player and no. they're off to yeah. the races. It's got, it's got to go through the process. And that process mm-hmm. is through the main manufacturers in the sport. And unless those guys or people, women, whoever, unless they start directing us in a certain direction as a competitive sport, it's going to be tough. Although I feel like we're kind of on our own trying to do this thing. And especially maybe some kind of streaming service or something like that. Fuck, uh, like I, uh, two weeks or three weeks ago or something, there was a, a live streaming ESPN cornhole tournament. Or maybe it was just on TV or something like that. But I mean, yeah. shit like that pisses me off because I'm like, yeah. it's it's. But the thing is, is it's it's simple, it's simple, and that's why it's easy to watch. It might be boring, but it's simple to watch. People can watch paintball, and it might be boring to them, but it's not simple. They don't, they can't understand and figure out what's going on. Not that people are stupid. Some people are stupid, but like they can't go. Well, what's what's the what's the main takeaway what is the goal what is the purpose you know and it's yeah you're right but you know what's funny is i was talking to one of my clients and and he was he's a college coach he coaches a you know but i'm just keeping him in shape and Mm -hmm. we were talking one day and he was interested in paintball because he's a he's a real fit guy right and he's like into he's into the reason why i said mountain bike is he's into mountain biking and he was he's really been asking me a lot about paintball so yeah. I'm going to bring in his wife out and have him play some rec ball at our field. But we were talking about the TV subject one day and, and I was explaining to you like, yeah, we were, we were on TV before, but we screwed it up, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> he goes, well, I got a question for you. He goes, why do people like NASCAR? Right? Like it's just going in a circle, making a bunch of left turns, but what keeps it? Why is it the most watched? Isn't it the most watched sport in the United States right now or something? Isn't it up there? I probably. But what I'm saying is, but but do they watch it because they want to see the wrecks or what keeps them engaged in that? I think it's because a lot of those guys are motorheads themselves. So they go work on their cars and do like hop ups on their cars or whatever. But I mean, Mm -hmm. like, so maybe the sport, because to me, that's not like, I don't watch NASCAR. I mean, I've turned it on a couple of times and I'm just like, hey, I can't get into this, man. I I just, I I just don't understand, you know, they're just driving fast in a circle. But I mean. Some people are diehards. I mean, they go crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, what's getting them hooked on that? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, but then you can take it back. I mean, taking the NASCAR reference, you can say, well, I mean, have, have you ever gone fast in a car before? And maybe, like, even, yeah. you know, got over into a turn yeah, or into absolutely. a... Like, so, like, you can kind of, you can kind of get that feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And with, but with paintball, at least on the recreational side is, which is where you're going to start out when you start playing paintball, you're going to have that fight or flight, but you're not going to have that, um, that whatever it is that turns on to the competitive side. And... 
now you have you're working with this list of uh, with abilities. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, well, <sighs> paintball feeds into a lot of things though. Like if you yeah. think about it, paintball, feeds into our adrenaline. It feels it feeds into the physical fitness, right? Because you got to be in mm-hmm. pretty good shape to play paintball. It's probably one of the most physical demanding things that I've done. You know, yeah. I wrestled and played football. I mean, it's demanding, right? It feeds into I'm a tech guy. I like taking stuff apart and figuring out how it works. I like tinkering <laughs> yeah, with stuff. I can't leave shit alone. So it feeds into my tinkering and mechanical part. You know, it feeds into basically everything that I love. I it, it feeds into like I like new stuff. I like to check out new you know new barrels, new guns, new whatever. I love it. I mean, it's just you know, when I order something new, I'm excited, man. I can't wait till it comes yeah. to my front door, you know. But so it feeds into just about everything. It's just I think we got to get the people to the field and get them playing, and then that's how you kind of get, you know, get the growth. But I mean, that's like I mean, I, I mean, everybody knows that. But I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's what we have to do. I mean, I think that's yeah. what it comes down to is is we are are we're we're attached. We're in. We're we're balls deep into paintball. It's yeah. How you know? I feel like our job, along with being the the players that we are, are is being the ambassadors for the sport itself to try and grow the sport. Because I mean, you have to think about it. Like, what if if by you saying, uh, you know, to to the 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 coach who comes in and and you train um and everything, by you saying, hey, come out and try and you know try and play paintball and and check it out, see if you like it. I mean, what are you getting out of it? You're 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 just getting you're just getting what you, what I feel like you're trying to convey to them is a passion and a love for yeah because I mean that you enjoy. They're, they're, yeah they're obviously both him and his wife are general junkies man they have motorcycles they have they do mountain biking they mm-hmm. rock climb I mean they're like literally like the fit couple you know and it's like for them it's like it literally would feed into everything that they're already addicted to and it yeah. would just literally just be it's like a perfect fit in fact I'm almost mm-hmm. worried like. Like even like some of my my high school athletes, I we I want them to go out and play paintball, but I'm worried that they'll play paintball and forget about high school sports. And I'm huge right. on playing high school sports because you can only do it once in your life, mm-hmm. right? So like that's why I had my son stop playing because I'm just like regardless. I mean he was a stud, but I mean regardless, even if he wasn't, I would still say just play high school sports because you can't ever do it again. Yeah, you know. And I have a father and son that I'm been they've been coming out to our field a lot and they play on my my younger team but the the sons i think he's a junior now and he plays football and wrestles he's good pretty good athlete actually good athlete and you know he his dad's keep telling you know i want to i want to have you know a little shocker i want him to get him out and play more i'm like i'm like dave let the kid go do high school sports focus on that because he's going to graduate in a year and if he doesn't go out and play college sports then paintball will still be here Mm -hmm. you know and and dave was a was an athlete too actually i played football with him you know and it's just crazy because you know, that's how addictive our sport possibly could be. You know, that's why I caution, like, like for my athletes, for example, like, you know, I've, I've had fun days for them. Like, you know, the zone is in my gym sponsored, like, you know, uh, uh, paintball days, but I'm always just real cautious and careful because I want them to enjoy the high school sports too. Right. Because you can only do that once, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how addictive our sport is. I mean, look at, I mean, how <laughs> you've been in it for what? 20 not tw- quite twenty years now. Uh, no, not, not quite. I've like I started playing in like uh, early two thousand two, and okay. started playing pro in two thousand four. Um, so uh, what is it? 
14, 15, called 16 years, give or take a few years because I took a three-year hiatus. But, um, but yeah, I've, you know, I, I, w- what I was trying to say with my other rant is, is this, you're not going to get anything out of it besides bringing people into the sport uh, yep. that you yeah. want them to experience it. But the mm-hmm. manufacturers and the fields are the ones that are going to benefit from it, and they mm-hmm. need to be the ones to be like, okay, we're the ones making the money off of this this game that we're conveying all of our love for and trying to bring more people in, not yeah. by any you know any means of our own of trying to gain from it, but but the fields and the manufacturers have to have to put a hand in trying to turn this thing around because yeah. I love paintball, but I love competitive paintball even more, and yeah. I I I, I want to see guys start making a living off of this stuff and and not even it's i think it was tyler Harmon. um it was just a significant point in your life uh, a life-changing moment um is what i want to happen when you start winning tournaments and mm-hmm. you know it's not 12 grand for first place it, it's it's 50 grand now it used to it used to be up there yeah remember we, i mean it was yeah. like 40 grand i think i remember i've won five jet skis at a tournament before <laughs> I won five jets yeah. when the Naughty Dogs were amateur. I would literally go online and find any tournament that would have angels or co- anything for first place, and we'd fly there and win it. Yeah. Amateur, you know, because it's it, and it was an amateur, it was yeah, fun amateur and, event. Yeah, yeah, an amateur event. And but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you don't the prizes have definitely. But you know what? The, I'll be honest with you. The WCPPL, it's this. Uh, West Coast League. It's um, I went down to the last one uh, here, and I mean, he, I think he had like seventy teams. They put on a pretty good show, man. It's a really good show, and they give away like, I think it's five grand cash for first place. Wow! And the entry fee I think is around a thousand, thousand fifty. So like, that's a pretty good return on investment. I mean, th- let yeah. me rephrase that. It's never a return on investment in paintball. So like, mm-hmm. it, it's a, but at least you can go there play and if you win you at least could semi come home with something right you come home yeah. with like a thousand bucks or something you know but, but i mean yeah so but i mean then you go to the nxl and i think we did the last one it was twenty eight hundred dollars for our entry fee and i think first place was three thousand oh <laughs> yeah but in turn i and i'm not the, the one thing i will say to the nxl folks you know to all those guys they run a clean show, right? The bathrooms were clean. Everything was clean. The logistically, it was. I don't understand the lines for the for the player cards. You guys got to change that because that's just ridiculous. You got to come up with a different system there. But yeah. I mean, as far as everything else goes, like everything else was clean and nice and, and just crisp, you know. And the refing was good and everything was good. I'm just saying that like that's a lot of money to spend. You know, you got twenty eight hundred bucks plus your flights plus your room Hotels, your board. But, oh, oh my god. Uh, paint you know i mean just everything you know and mm-hmm. yeah so. <laughs> but to end to end it on a good note um i'm super stoked to uh to see you back in the sport and yeah. to see you bringing um you know young up-and-comers to uh yeah. to this great game and dude i'd love to see you guys go pro again but it's just like you said you gotta earn it right you gotta yeah. go you gotta yeah, go through for, your for, yeah, steps. I don't think the naughty dogs will be pro, but I think you might see some players come out. Like I really, like I think my son's goal is to become a professional. He wants to kind of follow his dad's footsteps. You know, the one thing about him, he's faster 
better reflexes than I ever have. You know, he's a yeah. beast. So I mean, like once he gets that experience, you know, I think he'll be ready. But I mean, like, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Hope you'll see some guys come out of our camp for sure. Awesome, man. I uh, I appreciate you sitting down with me, and uh, I wish you the best of luck and all the upcoming yeah, you tournaments too, man. and. Yep. And uh, dude, I I love. I, I'm gonna come back out to Seattle sometime. We're gonna. Yeah, my wife and I are gonna visit. Out, yeah, if you come out to Seattle, we're about three and a half hours south. Let me know. You can come down, and play some paintball. Um, come get a workout too. You know, if you need Absolutely. any. You know, like if you need any help on that, uh, on your knee, just send me a message. You know, and as long as you're cleared from physical therapy, man, we can help you. I mean, we do a ton with tons of athletes. So like, uh, yeah, we get them back going. So is there a, uh, do you have like a website or anything like that where people can check anything out um, that you do? Yeah, I do. I mean, my, my, uh, my website for my, for my gym is, is it's actually my Instagram and it's, um, perf zone. It's perf zone 13 is the Instagram. Um, but I mean, uh, uh, you can just see like pretty much, I just showcase the athletes I work with, yeah. but, um, yeah. So cool, man. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure I will talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely, man. And thanks a lot, Carl. All right, take care, Rocky. Yep. Sometimes I go off on some tangents, but uh, but I, I like his ideas. I, I like the. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that uh, ha- having one guy having to at least go past like the 30 or or something having an aggressor somewhere instead of going sideways you have to go forward and everybody has to go you know at least one to two people um in five man have to go forward and i think uh i think that is actually a really good idea and i think rocky had some uh, had some good ones so thank you so much rock for uh for sitting down i appreciate it a big thank you again to our sponsors charm city paintball uh you will see rocky and uh, and his guys rocking some some sweet headgear as well and uh if you guys have any questions about it go ahead and shoot mike a message on facebook charm city paintball and uh and he'll hook it up uh a big thank you also to carbon paintball who have the uh, the sc packs out that are awesome and they're all multicolored make sure you check them out it has the patented air pump in the back to conform to your back to uh to make it the most comfortable one out there so make sure you check it out carbonpaintball.com and uh we're also brought to you by planet eclipse who makes the best markers that you can literally find i I think they're they're some of the best shooting uh, not only from the top end from all the terminal turn Turn and turn and turn tournament markers but also at the at the bottom end at the rental level i think that etha is amazing um it's just super fun to shoot but uh like i said make sure you check them out planeteclipse.com and they're everywhere man y'all know who they are but thank you everyone again for tuning in i appreciate it um if you guys have any kind of questions comments like that shoot me a message carl underscore markowski on instagram and carl microwave markowski on facebook i appreciate you listening make sure you don't text and drive i like you guys alive that rhymes but uh but that's why this platform is amazing is because you know it occupies your mind and your ears not your eyes and your hands um so again thank you all and i will see you guys here soon on the playing on podcast Peace.